what's going on, everybody? How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know what it is. This is Kevin from the Chord Progression Podcast. But you're going to see rocks or rock them and I'll thrive. Happy Tuesday, everybody. It is July 27th. My God, we're already towards the end of July. Yikes. But this means we got to rock even harder. So before I introduce this band, I want to thank our sponsor, Phoenix Fitness, for, again, sponsoring this podcast. When it comes to live shows returning, yes, live shows are back. We got festivals back. We are back in Moshfits. We are going crazy. But we want to make sure that when it comes to reaching our fitness goals to make sure that we can be in those mosh pits for four straight days at a festival, that we're good to go, that our fitness elements go to the gym. And we also want to make sure that we're properly, like, with nutrition. You know, we have the right recovery stuff. We have the right protein. We have all this right stuff. Phoenix Fitness is there to help you with different whey proteins, different plant-based proteins, some cricket proteins, different creatines, different things with BCAA compounds in order to help you recover after workouts, from pre-workouts, stim-free, and with caffeine, multivitamins, whatever it might be for your fitness needs, help achieve your fitness goals, and make sure you recover properly. Phoenix Fitness is the way to go. Our listeners get 50% off everything that they purchase at checkout with the code MSOTD. I have link description below for you guys to check out. I also have the code there as well. So yeah, now on to the show. And today's guest comes from MVK Music Group. And God, I love those guys. They send me so many great bands like Soul Switch. They sent us the dev when Kill the Imposter was under their uh, brand. They sent us them as well. I mean, there are so many that are there. And we got another great one. So their most recent signing, Owls and Aliens, out of Oregon, are on the podcast today. And my God, these guys have gone through a lot in 2020 when it comes to getting their stuff recorded, when it comes to just getting this stuff ready to go in terms of their brand new album, 2021, 2022, when will come out. We talk all about that stuff. And also, they built their own live music venue in order to make sure that people in their town had a way to perform their own stuff, their own creations, and have the expectation that this was going to happen. So this is an incredible podcast. Please welcome the band Owls and Aliens. Are you guys ready? Fuck you better be. Let's go. Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Chord Progression Podcast. So our friends over at MVK Music Group, you guys know them. You guys have heard me talk about Brian, Jesse, and Attila. They've sent me some incredible bands over the course of like the end of 2020, early 2021, and they have a brand new signing coming their way. And they said, hey, Kevin, you want to talk to him? And my answer was, fuck yeah, I want to talk to him. So bing, bang, boom. It took less than a weekend. Here they are today. So please welcome the guy from the band Owls and Aliens. So guys, welcome to Core Progression Podcast. What's up, all you what is up and how is everything going in, you know, your part of the world today over in Oregon? It's dry. It's dry. Hot. Dakota just made chicken nuggets. So. <laughs> oh, they're making me jealous. Dark. You're making me hungry. I want some fucking chicken nuggets. I should have, you should have shot this podcast in person. I can enjoy some chicken nuggets. Damn it. I messed <laughs> this one up. <laughs> you missed out, man. Should have taken the road trip out to Oregon, but that might have killed a lot of gas mileage. So. <laughs> maybe not the best idea at the moment, at the moment, especially with, you know, summer kicking back up. I've spent a shit ton of money already. I'm like, okay, let's get tickets for this live show and this live show. Oh, this band on the podcast is coming around me. All righty. Here's another 20 bucks out the door. And all of a sudden I look at my credit card statement. I'm like, motherfucker. I went a little too hard in the paint on this one. (laughs) But after everything went through in 2020, I'm like, you know what? If I go, if I OD on concerts a little bit, is it really the worst thing? Right, yeah, who cares? Honestly, right. dude, money's not real anyway, so... I'm about to go into debt. Going to 
Just how many concerts I'm going to go to. It's a good thing to OD on. Yeah, right. It's good for your soul. No, absolutely. Because I'm looking, I'm just like, all right, let's see what we have here already. We got like two festivals going to already. Got like, we still got some concerts from 2020 hungover. It's just like, okay, now we got Raw Awake at last. We're seeing Saw. I'm seeing Saw. I'm like, okay, we're seeing all this stuff. And then I look, I'm like, okay, I bought four tickets for Rise again. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. What was that? Did you listen to the new Rise Against? No, oh, generation. Oh, absolutely. I listened to that thing. I'm still listening to that thing. I did a whole entire review on it for the YouTube channel because it's my favorite band of all time. So I'm like, this was the review of all reviews that I was just waiting for since I started this whole entire uh, project. I'm like, okay, three years into this and I finally get to do the review like I was hoping to do. And I was just like, I just hope it turns out well. Yeah, (laughs) right on, man. So as we jump into this podcast, I like to start out in a very particular way. And I ask all you guys, I do this with every single band. I will ask all four of you guys three very specific questions for you to answer for everyone to get to know you a little bit more. The first two, if you can't answer these first two, something might be wrong because they are the simplest questions I think I'll ask. But the, Dude, the, on now. Oh, but the third one, the third one is where the pressure really gets put on because it is my absolute favorite. It puts you guys on the spot, but it starts out some incredible conversation. So the first thing is, what is your name? The second question is, when it comes to Owls and Aliens in the band, what do you do? And the third one is, I want to know a little fun fact, a little fun, wacky, interesting story about yourself, your time in the band or outside, whatever it might be, that will hopefully make me laugh so hard that I end up smacking my head on the table, getting concussion and falling over laughing because it has almost happened before with some, uh, let's see, a couple of examples. Uh, the band Soul Switch, I think they're another MVK music group band. Yeah. They uh, took their lead singer, they chloroformed him, dragged him to a beach in Florida, buried him halfway in the sand and made it look like sharks spit off his legs. Uh, the guys from Waking Terra, they told me a story about how that while they were on tour, they were driving. The guy who was in the front seat had to go take a pee. So he took a pee in a bottle, threw it out the window, only for it to come through the back window and basically give the drummer a golden shower. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the two that stand out to me the most out of anyone. Or uh, another one is when I interviewed Diamante and she told me that uh, when she was on tour with Hinder, Hinder's bassist has his party trick. He shows everybody. It's laying his balls on fire in front of everybody. <laughs> I just hope he plays Jerry Lee Lewis's great, great balls of fire while he's doing it because that just makes so much more sense. Yeah. So without further ado, I'll let whichever one you guys want to start, take it away. No, let's go, boys. Let's go. Oh, man. Dude, Dustin, this is the front, man. Yeah, you're the front, man. All right. I'm Dustin. I sing in the band. And, man, I don't know. What are our stories? <laughs> we have a few. We have a few good ones. Do we? Yeah, dude. Like <laughs> Nick. Nick's going on. Yeah. Uh, I'm Nick. I'm the bassist. <laughs> and one time our guitarist Jeff, like, basically cussed out a, a motorcycle cop outside of a gas station in Sacramento. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I want to hear more about this because you can't just leave me at you know cussing out a cop. He was like, yeah. Yeah. it was pretty. <laughs> just not here. Though. Just not here either. Yeah, we're missing he, one of our he members. Could make it back, Fair enough. Yeah, well, he, now, if if he's not here, I kind of want to know more about the story. I got to get some context from you, man. Come on, <laughs> don't leave me. Don't leave me hanging. I want to hear about Jeff's like what actually like, happened during this. Jeff's like our uh, like he he brings the energy to the band. He's like always. Always laughing. His, his ass funniest. is always out. Hey, Jeff. 
He what? just walked in. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. The devil. Yeah. Speak of the devil. Talk about that time you called that cup of Power Ranger in Sacramento. <laughs> Are you talking about the one time or the second time? <laughs> <laughs> There's Whichever more than one, one time. Excuse me, you look cute, man. It was just like a, it was like one of those cop Legos, you know. You, you couldn't help think that their face was all nice and proportionate for the helmet. Lean in right here. Hello, mister. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah, how you doing, man? Sorry, sorry I'm a wee bit, bit late. Uh, the sun had to catch my breeze so I land right in here just like a week <laughs> fair enough it's not the first time i've ever had some people just like jump in the podcast halfway through usually what it happens we roast them to kingdom come for a couple of minutes but because we were in the middle of the story about how you cussed out a cop and call him a power ranger i gotta know more about this <laughs> <laughs> all right which the part cop of- didn't care though he was just like laughing like threw away i mean yeah, he looked I mean, at me yeah. like yeah it wasn't the first uh chapter he dealt with that he took it pretty well <laughs> And we've had a few kind of out. I don't know if he was a man about it or a pig about it. Just kind of rude. <laughs> but I mean, after you did it, there was no problems. The guy just kind of took it and was like, man, okay, and just went. I mean, you're yeah. just there to pump your gas. You're not really there to conversate. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I think we were at a streetlight, weren't we? No, we were at a AM, PM. We were like, holding out of that. Second time was at the streetlight. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. The second time. We're not in Grand Staff and we farted on that girl. Oh, oh there was. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you guys say I farted on her? You tell that story. You never finish your yeah, you gotta <laughs> tell the fart story. All of our stories are about Jeff, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's spicy. <laughs> so Dustin sings for us. No, I don't. Oh. Dustin what plays the skin flute for us. <laughs> Say, so don't worry. I play, right, I'll say, so I try and play an actual flute on a couple of videos that I make, but the point of the videos are me to play an incredibly crappy over a bunch of just like popular rock and metal songs just to try and get people to laugh. And one of them I'm going to be end up doing is um, Given Up by Linkin Park. Just I'm going to try and hit like Chester Bennington's like 18 second scream on a recorder. And I'm going to hit it as hard as possible. It's going like, just like, and just having that like little recorder, and I might pass out. You're gonna start seeing my face turn red and blue, and all of a sudden, if I fall over on the floor, you're just gonna hear the. You're gonna see the video. The song is gonna keep rolling, and I'm just gonna be like dead on the floor. It's gonna be funny. Trust me on that. <laughs> all right. Well, I haven't got to introduce myself. My name is Dakota. Uh, I play the drums of the band. I do a little bit of backup vocals. And uh, this one time, it was the first time that we went to record our, our for the first time as a band. Um, we went down to Sacramento and uh, we, re- we recorded Mercy. So that's, that's the only song we have released so far. And it was like right when we went down was when the pandemic was like really hitting. So the restrictions hadn't hadn't gone into place yet, but they would go into place like after the weekend that we were there. So we get there and people are starting to panic. We have a hotel room. We get inside and Travis goes to take a dump because we've been on the road for, from where we live, it's about six hours a second. So we've been on the road for like six hours. Travis goes to take a dump and uh, there's no toilet paper in the entire hotel. In the entire hotel, there's no toilet paper. And this, this, was, this was how we found out about, remember when the pandemic hit and everyone was freaking out about toilet paper and everyone was trying to buy it all? Well, we discovered that in the moment. We did not <laughs> yeah. know that toilet paper was going to be such a valuable item such a valuable stock so poor travis we were just like fumbling around everywhere trying to find toilet paper so there Nick, was, there was, was across, the street, yeah. across the street and i just ran in there and i 
broke open the uh, bathroom stall like toilet paper dispenser. Don't tell them which one. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I stole like a bunch of toilet paper. Allegedly. 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 He saved me that night. Me and Jeff went to Chick-fil-A and filled up two bags of napkins. <laughs> so that we could wipe our ass. It's like a white little wipe <laughs> That whole trip is a is a whole story. Yeah, honestly. that whole trip. Is you know the cockroaches in Sacramento are the size of a freaking clothespin. <laughs> Yikes, dude! They yeah. chill. They like walk around chill, dude. They don't even care. They you know like here in Oregon, you flash a light on a roach, dude. They scurry like vampires. Down there, they're just like, you got a ham sandwich, bro? <laughs> well, say because probably because why where you guys are, it's like anytime they see a, a human and they see a light flash on, the reason why they scurry is because they know humans where you guys are are not afraid of roaches. They're just going to end up killing them. But in Sacramento, yeah. it's just like, ah, roach! You got a can of raid, bro. Yeah! It's going to have the can of raid ready to go. You seem just like. Down there, they're like, don't raid me. Oh, you ain't going to raid shit, bro. Keep walking. Yeah. Yeah. You got a ham sandwich, bro. Yeah. Matter of fact, you got some spare change, brother. <laughs> oh, like, like lately here in Wisconsin, we've been having like these like little like stink bugs that have been coming around, and I've got a little bit of like a up like a little bit of like a dent in the screen in one of my windows, so the bottom ends up kind of denting up a little bit, so these bugs are kind of able to slowly come in at times. I have tape on, oh. but sometimes you know wind blows it off. But when they come in, all of a sudden it's like they see me, and all of a sudden. Once we it's like once you make eye contact with these bugs, they just turn around and it's like, get me the hell out of here. It's just like I feel like Darth Vader's going. <laughs> I have you now. You're not edible, brother. <laughs> <laughs> and next thing you know, about five seconds later, they are on to the next life. It's the only way I can put it. They're on to the next life. <laughs> but yeah, okay, we got we got a couple of introductions. I think we got one more full introduction left, so uh, we'll wait for it. Yeah, one more. Um, I'm Travis. I play rhythm guitar. I occasionally do some lead vocals. Um... I really can't think of anything else funny to say, honestly. Does everyone draw blank with the stories like I did? Yeah, a lot of people do. It's just there's times where I'll bring it up and there are sometimes people actually like watch a couple podcasts in advance and they know that I'm going to ask that question because it's like consistently yeah. that it happens. Like, okay, then they kind of prepare for it. I always like to do it on the spot, though, just because it's yeah. always interesting to see what happens because what will usually happen is one person will have a story and then it'll inspire someone else to remember us another story. It's like, it just starts picking up from there. And next thing you know, we're talking again about why people were hoarding toilet paper back in the beginning of the pandemic. But I got to ask about this though, because you guys went to record during that time when it was like that weekend where no one knew what the hell was going on. It's like, were restrictions going to be put in place? Were we going to end up getting locked down and kind of like, you know, forced to just isolate from everybody in our homes? And no one really knew what was going on. Cause I think it was, that second weekend in March in 2020, so like March like 13th, yeah, 14th, exactly. and 15th. That was exactly, it was like the second weekend of March and nobody knew what was going on and we had kind of heard about it and we heard like a lockdown might happen, but it literally happened, like I think the state restrictions got announced like the day after we got back. Yeah. We didn't even know if we were going to be able to get back home. We didn't know if they were going to lock down over the weekend. Yeah, like close the borders. We'd be stuck in California. Like we were just like, uh... <laughs> Yeah, like no one, I was gonna say, no one knew what the hell was happening because even during that weekend, a band that I have worked with plenty of times and have on this podcast multiple times, they were playing a show just outside of Chicago. And I'm like, shit, do I go to this show? Do I not go to the show? My thought process was, 
Well, if this whole entire thing goes to shit, when's the next time we're going to go see a show? So, uh, yeah, let's go drive down there, see what happens. Definitely was the smart idea that I made. Yeah, hell yeah, next. But when it came to recording during this time, I mean, of course, there's going to be this sort of nervousness, this sort of fear pitch that adds to some kind of troubles when it came to recording the song Mercy that you guys did release a little bit after the whole entire panic again, still during this whole entire lockdown. I think you guys released it what around like May six, May seventh ish. Yeah, right around there. Yeah, yeah. So like uh, when, you guys, when it was in the studio, like were you guys nervous at all because of everything else that was going on? Did it just have this no, added pressure? In that moment, no. It was no. yeah, no. We we were lucky to find a, a, an engine, an engineer, sound engineer. How would I word him? Yeah, yeah pretty sure. Yeah, Sean. Like the chemistry that we had with them working with them was just such a blessing just the comfortability just made it so much easier yeah especially um that being our first time working in that type of environment really so yeah we were just glad we, we knew when we made it down we we're like all right we made it down like here we're definitely going to record we had only had plans to record the one song we were down there and then we were going to do all the mixing and mastering uh, uh you know over email and phone call and all that stuff so in the moment we were more just confused about like what the future would hold but I would say what wound up really holding it, like what, what really, when it really started to affect us was we, after we recorded that single, we had such a good time with Sean that we were like, okay, we want to record the rest of our album that we had already written with him. So we like planned three sessions and we booked them all with him and we even got like a place to stay and all that. And after the second session, he was like, guys, I don't know. This was in July of 2020. And it was, he was like, I don't know if we're going to be able to do the third session because restrictions are like, are getting even pushed harder than before and i'll just have to let you guys know and when we got back from that trip like a few days later he's like yeah your next session is canceled indefinitely and we were just like well shit like what are we supposed to do we only got half the album done and you know we wanted to get it done and release it before the end of the year and that just that that was when the setback really happened and what what was really kind of cruddy was that he wound up closing his studio down permanently and relocated to austin texas but don't worry there's a cinderella story because he's he's uh he's rebuilding his studio as we speak and we have plans already we're going to be talking to him. we already have plans to finish the album with him in texas in september so we're gonna make a whole road trip out of it play shows on the way record for a few weeks with him get the album done head on home play some more shows on the way back home and uh Get it, get it released whenever we can. So we've just been sitting on what we have, you yeah. know, waiting for COVID to be over, so we have some momentum going. You know, yeah, play yeah. some shows. Yeah, and it seems like, especially the time it is right now, I mean, there's a lot of time, there's a lot of shows that have already been like really amping up, getting going. Cause it's again, like that middle of July, late July period is really when everything starts to open up in terms of there's different festivals that are going on. I mean, middle of July here in Wisconsin, we have Rockfest that's still going on. I mean, I've, I, I was there. I'm going to be there by the time this podcast comes out, I might be after it. So if it was after that time, I was there. <laughs> and it's just then you start seeing other uh, tours, we start pe- picking up like, late july early august and then into the fall as well so of course when you guys already do this by september i mean it's going to kind of be full go you're going to end up playing shows and it's just going to be kind of back to normal in a way yeah that's what we hope that's the plan yeah yeah brian at mvk actually told us that things on the east coast it's pretty much back to normal like the right. pandemic didn't even happen almost yeah it's definitely not like that over here it's, yet. it's more slow going over here. yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Much more slow. yeah, it kind of depends upon where you were in the United States in terms of how fast and live shows are able to get back because places like Texas and Florida, I mean, they were pretty much consistently going during this whole entire time. There's a lot of stuff still I, happening in like the southeast part, like Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana. And then as you come further up here, like into the Midwest, stuff started really getting going like in May, but then once July hits, it's pretty much like full go. Everything's back to normal. And then once August happens, I mean, it's going to be like a no brainer because all of a sudden Wisconsin state fair is going to be going on and it's, you know, no restrictions on that whatsoever in terms of capacity, uh, multiple different acts are going to be playing at the like big main stage. The only one I'm going to see is skillet because it's the only like rock, kind of music that they're going to end up having there <laughs> and then they're having like like all of a sudden it's like okay then you know our big venue here the rave is going to end up opening up and like their first big major show they're having is a redux from uh, 2020 with deftones and gojira so it's gonna basically be like it, for, honestly it's gonna kind of feel like like a homecoming kind of way because it's like we're finally back yay that sounds awesome I can't wait that does sound awesome right <laughs> okay. yeah so I, I got to ask a little bit more about this recording stuff because I was taking a look at some of the stuff that you guys had done. It seemed like you had a good amount of demos done before this pandemic. Hit. Of course, that's why you end up started recording them. But of course, when that time hit, when all of a sudden the guy went, it was a Sean was his name. Yeah. When he, when he told you like, okay, I am shutting this down permanently and then moving the studio to Texas. I mean, what kind of was going through your heads that moment? Was it somewhere we have to figure out a way to finish this with Sean or is we're, are we going to finish this with somebody else to make sure that we get the music out at a certain time that we want to get out sometime in like 2021 to make sure it got out this year? So was there like some sort of weird kind of conversation with the band? Like, okay, do we go with someone else or do we stick with Sean and wait it out? Yeah, we, we definitely, definitely <laughs> talked about just our, our options. Our options, yeah, but... I feel like we had, we were really comfortable recording with Sean and he worked in a professional and like a fluent matter. And he gets us. He, he gets really, us. He gets what we're going for. Yeah, and... he, he, he has the same kind of vision for our sound as we do. Yeah. So, but I will say when it first happened, it was much more uh, unknown because he called and he's like, hey, so I'm canceling the session. We're like, okay, you know, and he's like, I'll let you know when. I'm able to book you guys and like a few weeks went by called again. He's like, yeah. So actually I decided to close it down and we're like, well, what's your plan? He's like, I don't know. He's like, I don't know if I'm going to, if I'm going to just wait it out and reopen it in a few months when this is over. He's like, I'm thinking about relocating. I don't know. But the cool thing about it was, is he was like, regardless, I want to finish this project with you guys. So, you know, even if we have to meet up in the middle or whatever we have to do, we'll make it work. And, uh, now we have this plan that we have now. I'm actually really excited. I think it all worked out better because I think it's good that we're actually waiting for release our album. I think for us and for the world, I think it's honestly the right move. It'll be worth the, the wait. The timing is going to be perfect. Yeah, it was meant to happen. That's well, the whole timing of that. Well, taking a look at it from an outsider perspective, it kind of has an interesting take on it where I do totally understand with you guys sticking it out with Sean as well because it's someone that knows your music, knows your drive, knows your passion, knows your vision, and is willing to work with you and really put in the time to make sure that you guys get exactly what you want. If you end up finishing this with a dip, someone else like recording and helping produce your music as well, 
you might get a completely different take on it and it could potentially make the album that you guys coming out with sound kind of like this duality style where all of a sudden maybe half the songs are going to sound just a little bit different but still going to be standouts because it was with a different producer you recorded with a different producer there's a lot of things that can happen however it kind of also works in your favor a little bit because of all the major bands that had been that have been releasing stuff in 2021 because they were holding on from stuff from 2020. It seems like every week, all of a sudden, I'm taking a look at the release calendar and it's just like, holy shit, there's like two or three albums that I end up wanting to listen to. And yeah. it kind of yeah. makes sense for all of a sudden, okay, 20, if you guys end up releasing this, you know, come 2022, early 2022, there's not going to be as much traffic for you guys to get through in terms of releasing this album because... There might be a time where like, okay, I'm going to use, uh, let's see a good example. Use like this year, June 25th, 2021. Use that, that Friday as an example. Had you guys released it on there, it could have easily gotten lost in the shuffle with like the Torch releasing a new album with more of like more of that just kind of like more straight rocks out. Buckchair released a new album. And anybody that had like the hardest out with Beartooth releasing a new album. It kind of seems like you guys have a chance to really release this at a time where the notice is going to be a lot easier to have on you. The eyes are going to be a lot easier to have on you and not be distracted by other bands that are releasing at the same time. Totally. Yeah. That's a great point. I honestly hadn't even really thought of it. Like, yeah, me neither. That is very true. Yeah. Very true. So we'll be slightly after all the oversaturation of the summer. Right. The hype, the hype from everything coming back. Right. Exactly. Because again, I'm even taking a look at like in the fall coming up. Cause I mean, in the summer we've already seen a bunch of them right now. Again, I just mentioned those we saw on uh, June 4th, we saw a tray. We saw rise against, May we saw a whole bunch within, especially metalcore for sure. And then going yep. further in the future, I know we got Spearbox's debut that's coming out that a lot of people are hyped up for. I know Ice Nine Kills is releasing something. And for me, I'm like, fuck yeah. So I'm all in waiting for that. <laughs> but what ends up happening is, is especially a lot of the times when you get to like 20, like when you get to the new year, a lot of times that like January and early February period, there's not a lot of traffic there in terms of new music and people are still always wanting new music. So right. that could potentially be a really good time to release something because again, yeah. everyone's eyes are now past, especially it's like later January, early February, everyone's eyes are at past the previous year. Cause even thinking about it for myself as well, like when it came to January, I'm like, okay, I'm kind of tired of like all these new albums that came out. Kind of still want to just get that like end of like 2020 focus. This from earlier this year, and then all of a sudden like right at late January, early February hits. I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go for some new stuff. If you guys end up like really like releasing your album around that time, in my opinion, I think that'd definitely be the way to go about it to really get the most amount of people, the most amount of eyes, the most amount of ears on your music. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. It'll be a good timeline. Yeah. However, you guys got a great team behind you, especially with MVK. So they'll definitely help you out with different like ideas for release times and how to really get this done. But of course, the main focus for you guys is going to end up being in September when you guys get to go and uh, record with Sean to really focus in on making sure you guys get exactly what you want. That Sean helps to pull everything out of your music to make sure it sounds the way you guys want it to sound. So that when you do release it to the public, everyone's like, holy shit, where the hell was this? Did this come from outer space or something? Because this doesn't seem like it should be part of this world. It's like, well, it's owls and aliens. Of course it came from freaking outer space. It came from our minds in outer space because, well, <laughs> aliens. I, get, I feel like, like I got to be like the History Channel guy going, aliens. Yeah, that yeah. is exactly what we want. Yeah. And it'll have that 2022 date on it if it comes out in January. Yeah, which is a nice number, by the way. 2022. Yeah, a good number. Yeah, I mean, but don't don't remember, don't ah, don't forget. Everyone thought that twenty twenty number was going to be nice to have until everything went south. 
Yeah, see, boring. but that's see, I knew all along 2022 was the year. I was just having to wait, sitting <laughs> on it. But then, if once it comes, like, if 2022 ends up being the year it comes out, you guys have been a band for about like three and a half, four years at that point fully. I was taking a look at some of the stuff that you guys have done and playing a, like a couple, two dozen shows like before the pandemic. I think that's what it, I researched on you guys, including bringing bands into your garage and setting up live shows there. Did you guys actually do this? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we live in a small town where there's like no venues or like where most of the places want to hear you play covers and stuff, you know, like stuff that's. Which there's nothing wrong with that. We do covers too. Don't get us wrong. Like when that's all you do, it's like it's kind of a hard market here. So we decided to take it into our own hands. Dustin really pioneered that. Why don't you? We throw some garage parties. Tell us the story of <laughs> tell the story of how the whole how that all started. How, how did garage so shows? Become I wanted to make it like an open mic back in maybe 2017. It Before started. we even formed, and we'd have just acoustic artists come in and just you know everyone would get a chance to play, and that's kind of how. Uh, Trav and Jeff started hanging out. That's how I met you. He just like tried to bring the the music, the people that liked music, and like felt like they had nowhere to express themselves and play. Like yeah, there is nowhere to play now. Yeah, it was a right. safe place. It was just, like a place where all the musicians kind of gather and like yeah, with no like, judgment, show music, love, spread, yeah. spread ideas. Yeah. Love. That, that's how it started. And then we, once we became a band, we kind of tried to take it to another level and say, okay, well, we're going to start hosting. Real house shows. Real know? house shows mm-hmm. were like we we got bands from out of town. Yeah, to like we got separating the seeds. They're a band from Bend, who uh, everyone should check them out. They're really sweet, by the way. Um, and they came down and we had a like, sweet house show with them. Just a blast. And we well, we still are going to keep doing that. Uh, we have one planned out for the summer, so we're excited. I got to give you guys, a. I mean, honestly, I got to give you guys a lot of credit, specifically you, Dustin, for creating something like that, because especially in a smaller market where your venues where you might be able to play music are a lot of bars or something, I would assume, especially because, again, I even though I'm from Milwaukee, again, it's more of a, it's, again, more of that city type. It's, I've gone to other places where, again, smaller populations where you definitely, if you go into a bar and there's going to be live music playing, it's people only want to hear what they know. It's like they don't, they're not open to really anything new unless the precedent is set where this is going to be for original artists. So when it came to just, okay, how are we going to actually make this happen? The fact you took it in your own hands and created that space where people could come and play their original stuff. And you, again, you kind of created that whole venue just by yourself in your garage and just had people coming over and look at what it led to. I mean, you guys became a band by doing something like that. You guys got to know each other. You guys got to really form this kind of thing and find a way to just find your sound basically by playing in your garage, but not only just playing your garage, but playing your garage and having an audience at the same time as well. So you really get that feedback early on from other people that are listening to music that not a lot of musicians get because they don't have the resource. They don't have the notoriety to get some local shows right away where you guys have that. Totally, yeah. 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 Nailed it pretty much. Isn't that how like every band starts though? Like (laughs) a good local following first, you know? Well, absolutely. That's how every band starts. But what I'm saying is when it came to having a chance to get that local following, you guys were in that game a lot earlier than a lot of other bands are, where they're trying to kind of come up with are they kind of coming up with original material again right in their garage having more that like you know really focusing on like okay what do we want to sound like they really build that sound like in a garage in a studio whatever it might be and then they end up going out and trying to take it to that local scene what it seemed like what you guys are able to do is you guys are able to kind of mesh the two in a way because you guys built the venue yourselves i mean dustin coming up with the idea and then you guys being able to really work within that 
you guys had a little bit of a first mover advantage in that because you of the position you guys put yourself in. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> yeah. It all worked out pretty sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that's also a little bit of a testament for something that a lot of other bands that are in smaller towns, smaller markets that could easily get behind where if you don't have something that you can perform live music at where, you know, you can have people come in and expect that create something of your own. I mean, even again, I'll use Milwaukee as an example, because we have church festivals here in the summer where churches will put on festivals where they have carnival rides, you know, food tents, a lot of beer tents, because, you know, people like beer. That's how you get your money for the churches. You sell a lot of beer and they bring in a lot of bands to just play shows and just like, okay, you know, it's cool. But they're all cover bands because that's what you expect. People want to hear the music that they like and they want to see the energy up on stage with people playing the music that they like. If people start playing original stuff, I start seeing the crowds disperse. because It's like, oh, we don't know this. But if you have a way to set that expectation up and create something where people expect to see independent things, people expect to see creative, individualistic things that you guys have created yourselves and not and are not expecting covers, my God, you're going to end up winning in that realm because now people know what it is. They're going to have a place to go to check it out and they're going to have a place to perform it as well in front of people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the goal really is to just spread, to, to take that mentality and, and and to, to spread it to, to everyone that's, you know, like you said, there's a lot of people that want to go out there and just hear the songs that they want to hear, but we're like, we're trying to spread that, that vision that listen to something new, you know? Oh, absolutely. Because you don't know, there's a lot of times where you can go to shows and there's a lot of bands that might be on that bill or you might be going to a show because you want to see just one band, but there's five or six bands on that bill. And maybe the band you want to see is the last one there. Then you're staying for these other five and you're getting to know some of these bands and really getting to understand some of these sounds and you might get into them. Hell, I did that in 2019. I went to a show. I wanted to go see Light the Torch. I want to see Howard Jones perform. And I'm like, okay, I didn't really want to go to the show because I wasn't feeling very good. But I'm like, you know, I'll just tough it out anyway. We'll see what happens. Seeing Light the Torch and Howard Jones. Yeah, it was cool. But it was also two days after Halloween and Ice Nine Kills was the headliner. That just oh, took yeah. everything and just I'm like, holy fuck, am I glad I stayed. Yeah. Oh yeah. But you never know who you're gonna see. You can have a moment like that where all of a sudden you'd have no idea of anything with one of those bands, and all of a sudden, within a couple of months, they become one of your favorite bands of all time, and it just sticks with you forever. It's you gotta find a way to give that a chance. And especially if you're in a smaller scene and you don't have a place to go and do that, create something for yourself. Make the opportunity. Don't wait for it to come and get you. Make it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So when you guys are able to start releasing something and, you know, get this full entire album fully fleshed out, get a single or two out there, what's going to be your plan in terms of really getting back, excuse me, getting back out on the road? Are you going to start out with kind of having a house show, having a garage show to really get, kind of bring the local scene back in there, really connect with the roots once again, or is something you're going to plan on maybe taking out a couple other places and really trying to grow in from like, you know, maybe just a local band and maybe just a regional band to more of like a potentially nationally touring band the answer is yes yes <laughs> we're gonna start out in the summer with some local stuff but we definitely want to get out there we are gonna be going around different places we're in northern california yeah the short bit of washington the short term is we already have plans and shows lined up for the summer uh, up until we go to record and then like we said we want to do that little run on our way yeah, we're doing like a little short tour run on the way to Texas and on the way back and then after that in October November before the end of the year we uh we really do want to go 
on a little run. Nothing. We're we're in the works that right now, so nothing's confirmed or established. But that's the goal. That's the plan. And uh, keep your ears out because hopefully that will be happening very, very soon. No, I absolutely will do that for sure. And one thing, you guys, if you guys could potentially make it happen, especially with you guys being with MVK Music is I know a lot of their bands are based out in Florida as well. And they're really starting to really grow in terms of notoriety, especially around Central Florida, specifically Orlando. So if you guys are able to kind of connect with some of the other bands that are under the MVK banner and create something to potentially go on like a Florida, maybe a little bit going to Georgia, South Carolina, maybe an Alabama kind of run, that would definitely be something to take a look at. I know the financial pressures behind that might be a little bit high just because, again, band come you guys are recording your first album again that does take money that does take time i do understand that but it's definitely an avenue to explore because it could potentially open you up to a lot more people that haven't heard your music yet by going to a complete like basically for you guys going to the opposite end of the country like, yeah you're yeah. literally speaking our language yeah, yeah. well you yeah. gotta yep yeah. october gotta november we're looking at doing exactly that yeah it's all in the works right now like i said nothing is is uh confirmed but what you're saying is uh, all in the works. That's, that's that's what we're trying to formulate. I feel like I'm really taking the alien part of the owls and aliens name into real practice here because it feels like I am reading your mind. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing I do want to definitely go into is specifically your sound because when trying to figure it out, especially on Mercy, again, the, the one thing that I have a little bit of trouble with Mercy is the fact that it's only a very small sample size that we're getting in terms of your sound because it's one song. Again, there's plenty more that are in the works that are going to come on that uh, album. So I don't want to like pinpoint your sound specifically based on one song because, again, it's such a small sample size and everything. But I was trying to figure out what it is, and it kind of is like it kind of has a lot of influences from literally many different places in rock from like today's kind of rock, like modern hard rock, some punk rock, some metalcore, some grunge style, some 90s stuff, some class. I'm like, there's literally a bunch of everything in here. So if you guys were to like pick you. your, <laughs> if you guys if you were, could, uh, if you could maybe name like one band that you think we kind of sound like do you have any ideas could you like is it rusted roof could you pick one band (laughs) could you pick one band that we sound like is that even possible see right now what i'm doing right now because when i went through mercy i really did a deep dive in it i'm like i don't want to forget what i thought about it so i'm taking a look at another screen right now taking a look at notes of my song and i'm just like there is so much here because I'm taking a look at now. This is for Mercy. When I look at the instrumentals, I'm like, the intro starts out with this rather consistent hi-hat roll that adds this letter classic guitar rick, rock guitar rick over it. Kind of like a slower style of Number of the Beast by Iron Maiden. I'm like, but then the guitars pick up a, p- a little bit of pace and the hi-hat becomes more melodic. And then we get transitioned more of this flowing style of hard rock riffs mixed with more of this like Cliffs of Dover by Eric Johnson tone, more of a rock based drumming as well. So I'm like, there's just so much going on here from the intro that I'm having a little bit of trouble really kind of pinpointing what I'm, I can't pinpoint you guys like with a band that you sound like. It's like when it comes to Mercy, what part of this song does this remind me of with another band? Like I have to look at it at different parts. I can't look at it as a whole, as a whole because there's so much going on. I love that. Yeah, I love that. Perfect. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Everybody, everybody. And everybody has a different answer. Yeah. Because then you're taking but a look at the best one that we've got, because that's kind of what we literally went for when it came to our sound. We wanted that sound where you can't pinpoint a single like genre or a style or a style yeah. playing. 
I mean, it definitely leaves you open to so many other things as well, because I'm even going to even go further because I looked at the verse of this one, got this more classic rock drive with a rougher, but more middle of the road toned guitar. And the drums really having a louder mix focus on them, especially with the snare mix. And I'm like, when the band kind of had this like feel like they were going to blend a lot of different styles in there with a classic flavor to it, they were not kidding because this will really make a lot of rock fans from like 70s rock and 80s rock really connect with Owls and Aliens based off of the instrumental construction, the verses of Mercy. So again, there's, like I'm saying, I'm talking Iron Man, I'm talking Eric Johnson, Clips of Dover, I'm talking 70s rock, 80s rock. I'm just like, there is so much more still going on here that, again, it's, it's kind of like trying to describe uh, the sound of AFI. I'm like, how do you describe the sound of AFI? Is there a band that sounds like AFI? I'm like, well, you have to take a look at each album and then pick it off of that because the sounds are so dynamic where you can't pinpoint a band that sounds like them. It's like trying to pinpoint a, uh, another song or a band that this song sounds like. There's so much more going on here. There's so many other things that are being put in here where you can't pick it out, where it's just there's so much blending. There's so much influence from all these different styles that you guys, I assume, have listened to and really have gotten into, which have helped you get into music again more classic rock, more modern rock, more punk rock, more metalcore that are all there. It's just something where, again, you can't pinpoint you guys into a certain, like you can't pigeonhole you guys. Into There's so much here, especially on this first single that you guys released, that it's hard to kind of be like, okay, what does this band sound like? Why, Thank you. Yeah, that's Thank actually you. why we picked Mercy, because here was the thing is we had, by the time we went and recorded that song, we had the full album done. And we, we had the budget to go record one song. So we're like, all right, well, what's the song that we're going to go record? Because this is like the first one that we're going to put out. It's really important, you know, as to this is the first impression. First impression is a little bit of each of our styles in there. So, like, oh. Yeah. So that's like why we picked a big part of why we picked Mercy. We felt like it took you to a lot of places that all of our music takes. And uh, we have a lot of other songs that are like that. And we have a lot of songs that are. It's just, it just not like that. Yeah, not like that at all. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we just can't wait to get it all out to everybody. We like to think of it as the guy who puts a little bit of every soda in his cup and just somehow tastes awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, you're taking me back to when I was like six years old at Chuck E. Cheese. I'm like, okay, we're going to have... Look, it's every soda they have available. And then taste it as a kid. I'm like, mm, yummy. If I did that now, I'd probably be like, what the hell was I thinking, guys? Right. That's the only thing we got now. It's like if you did that, but somehow it was like the most magical drink you'd ever have. <laughs> It's like it's like being six years old and mixing every single soda at the fountain all together and just tasting it. That's kind of what it's like because you don't know exactly what you're eating. It's like the Airheads mystery flavor. You don't exactly know what it is. But the fact of the matter is, the fact that you guys start out with this, it's kind of like with that whole entire moniker of, oh, first impressions are important because you only get to make one of them. If this is going to be your first impression, it really just shows, okay, I don't know where you're going to go next. Because you have so much availability to go anywhere next. It just opens the door for so many possibilities. Again, I'm going to use AFI as an example. If you listen to like some of their earlier stuff, it definitely has more of like this punk influence in there. Then you go to their 2006 album, December Underground, and it's like, okay, now we're getting more of this alternative emo rock style. Then you go to their most recent album, Bodies, and I was just like, I'm taking a look at it. It's like, okay, there's a lot of more electronic alt influence in there. But you look at the bass of the instrumentals, and the way they're constructed is very punk rock and like influence. It's one of the, it's like, it's crazy, but I can't, it's, you can't pinpoint a band like that because there's so much more going on. 
than is just at the surface. When it comes to you guys with the song Mercy, I'm like, I can't pinpoint you guys. I can't really say anything about it because there is so much more here to see that we can't really get a full feel of Owls and Aliens until we get that first album. And then we still might not get the full feel. There's still probably so much more that they could experiment with, so much more that they could work off of. But the fact of the matter is, is right now is this first impression. You guys are opening yourselves up to every door possible in terms of musical exploration, uh, music experimentation, whatever the hell you want to do with it. That's, that's the goal. <laughs> and I think it was very, uh, just, it's very relaxed and we're allowed to just be ourselves, you know? So nothing's like forced. Yeah, we're not trying to sound like anyone. We just get in the garage and everyone plays how they want to play comfortably. And that's what we sound like naturally. So that's uh, very cool that we have an original sound in that way. Yeah, Yeah, because also how many bands... I was going to say, how many bands work to try and get this original sound? And it feels like at some points they don't really get this original sound to them until like maybe the third or fourth album. There's time for it. There's times where it happens where it just takes time to really focus in and really understand it. But again, you guys have this ability with your music to reach so many different people based on all these different influences, based on all these different construction patterns that you guys are potentially working on. Again, I can't speak for certainty because. We've only ever heard Mercy. There's plenty more to still to hear. We just got to wait for it. And it'll be worth the wait. It'll be, we have another one coming out we this have, summer. So yeah, we have a you'll, get, you'll get a, yeah, we have another single. August 13th. August 13th. August 13th. This is actually the first time we've said that publicly. Yeah. So. We kind of just August 13th. August 13th. Our next single. Well, what's no, that? What's the name of the single? Because when it comes to playing out the video, I will put the title of the single in the bottom of the video and then say it comes out on August 13th so that everyone knows. You can't save everyone. Is that well, well, I mean, I'm going to have to save it at some point on my little like Excel document or my, my Word document so I can actually write it down. So if I can't save everyone, then I have to save it somewhere, right? <laughs> you can save the single, but you can't save everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, uh, then I will save this thing, but I won't save everyone. So, um, let's see. So, uh, so, sorry, Scott. Uh, apparently, can't save you from the uh, the horribleness. Apparently, <laughs> love you as a brother, man. Love you as a brother. But uh, we have to let you go. <laughs> if he actually so listens to this, fan, huh? what was that? I see you're a Vikings fan. <laughs> yes, and I get ridiculed for it every day possible because I live in Wisconsin. Oh, 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 well, Aaron Rodgers might be gone. So you got that. I know I'm loving watching people freak out about it, but the way I kind of look at it, especially like when it comes to, it kind of relates to music as well, where growing up as a Vikings fan here in, Mil- here in Milwaukee, I was always the one that was ridiculed every step of the way. Like it was impossible not to go a day and not just get, okay, people are making fun of you every step of the way. People are make, getting on you. And Hell, this was back in 2010. So this is the year, the second year we had Brett Favre and everything went, and like, we shit the bed. So, NFC Championship game comes around and Packers fans are just all over the place because I was in high school at the time. There's one Bears fan there on Friday. He's sitting in front of the lockers with a Bears jersey on and no one's saying anything. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Everyone's getting on my case. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're playing your arch nemesis. In the NFC title game for a chance to go to the Super Bowl, there's a fan of the Bears sitting on the ground right there, and you're just letting them be, and you're going to get on my case. They're like, well, yeah, because we have the Vikings, and Vikings suck. I'm like, oh, okay, I see. You don't even – it's not – it's just you just want to hate on me. Okay, I see. But what ended up happening was is I'm 
it taught me to just really not give a shit about what anyone thinks in a way and just kind of go with the flow. And when it comes to ridicule, just how to respond to it. So kind of similar to with you guys making music is you never know what people are going to say about your music. You never know how people are going to respond to your music. And you could, you're definitely going to get the negative comments in there. You're definitely going to get certain people that are like, Oh my God, this is trash because not everyone is going to like your music. No musician, no band has ever come out with music that everyone likes. It's just the way it is, but it all depends on how you respond to it. And it's like, it's like, you guys suck. Well, why? Because you suck. Okay, now you know how to respond to that. But if someone says, oh, I'm not really liking this. Why? And they give you like this all thoughtful, like thoughtful, thought out opinion. Then you can connect with those people. You can turn that around and you can make them a fan. But it's understanding, again, how to respond to those to that negativity is something as a musician or anybody, as a, like for me as a podcast or whatever it might be, is very important to continue to grow your stuff and to not get deterred in terms of motivation. We love the haters. Oh, yeah. We embrace it. Yeah. We were playing at a, um, this local bar one night um, called the Pikey, and that, that might have been our first public hater. And we were, well, we, <laughs> we, we just got done playing one song, and then what, what did he say? He was walking oh, out, and he's like, this band sucks. He was and then Dustin just blew like, him a kiss and waved at him. <laughs> but I don't know. He's like, this band fucking sucks. I was happy stuff. about that. Our first public hater. But that comes with the territory of putting yeah. yourself out there. You yeah. just got to be uh, secure in what you're doing. Yeah. yeah, when you're secure in what you're doing and you have that confidence going forward, it can take you so many different places because next thing you know, all of a sudden, oh, I got, I want to go try this with my music or using it in more of a life example. All of a sudden, oh, I want to, you say you want to go traveling or something and you want to go and do something that you're not necessarily sure a lot of people be like, oh my God, they would ridicule for me if, if I like, for some reason, I, mean, I don't know, like went skydiving or something. I don't fucking know. But like, just go and do it anyway. If you have the confidence to do it, just go and do it because you're going to end up looking back at one point in life and saying, hey, I'm glad I went skydiving. I'm glad I started this band. I'm glad that we tried our, we tried to make this work and it succeeded. Because if you don't try it, you're going to live the rest of your life thinking, man, I really wish I would have done that. I really wish I would have went skydiving. I really wish I would have started that band. I really wish I would have started that business. I really wish I would have quit my job and gone traveling. We only get one shot this life, so why not be confident in who you are and or build up that confidence, I should say, if you don't have the confidence. Why not build up that confidence with who you are and go out and do the things that make you happy? Because we only get one shot at this life. Why waste time? Damn yeah. right. Honestly, confidence, like that's that's like the biggest thing. And, and and my biggest advice for anybody is even if you're struggling with confidence, just fake it till you make it. Even if you don't have that confidence, just fake it. Just go for it anyway. And soon enough, you'll find out if you fake it long enough, you'll become it. That'll be who you are. I kind of got into music because I had like really bad social anxiety and I was a terrible public speaker. Anytime I was in a bigger group than like four or five people, I'd like get really anxious and freak out. So I learned guitar and I started busking on the street, kind of street performing. And uh, it really like... It really boosted my confidence. Now I'm playing in front of like crowds and stuff. I'm just comfortable. It's my natural aspect. It's pretty cool the way it works. Honestly. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, see, so everyone listening to this podcast or watching on YouTube, see, I mean, take a look at what we just heard. It was, I mean, look at you. You kind of nervous in social situation, not really sure what to do. All of a sudden, you go up, you play guitar, you start putting yourself out there. Yeah, people might look at you and be like, oh my God, he's playing, oh my God, he's not that good, whatever you might say. But all of a sudden, you start building the confidence in yourself to keep doing it. And all of a sudden, look oh, at where man. you are now. You're sitting here on a podcast. Right. And you guys are a so signed band. 
I used to be terrible at guitar. Used too. to be. Uh, <laughs> 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 like uh, semi charm live by by a uh, third eye blind. And then I went and played it in front of a bar for like three and a half hours. <laughs> he still plays over it over again. He still plays it for us. Yeah. Over and over again. It was one of the first songs I ever learned. And I was like, <laughs> you know what? I'm just gonna <laughs> go for it. Just gonna sit here, keep playing, and all of a sudden in my and you're and like all of a sudden you have like a little mic up by your mouth. You're just gonna go. Don't be afraid to put yourself out yeah, there. Fuck everybody else. Yeah. No, again, another thing too is is people are so consumed with them their own selves that they don't really care about their opinion of you unless it's like somewhere like they really strongly have an opinion about you. Most people, it's like, oh my god, they're gonna think I'm weird. They don't. They're too consumed within themselves to care about what they think of you. Hell, there's people I I, I was at I saw today at the gym. It's like you're thinking, but I'm like, honestly, sometimes I I see these people all the time. Some people I don't ever see. They probably think at some points I'm weird that I do some weird stuff in the gym. It's like, okay, he's not lifting this the right way we think he should be lifting this or he's doing this wrong. It's like, who cares? You guys think I'm weird? Fuck it. Whatever. And usually the people that, you know, talk down on you, you know, they're just upset with their own life. You know, it's it's their own problem they need to work on. And and sometimes it's like they're trying to bring you down to their level. So that's kind of like misery loves company in a way. Right. Don't let anyone bring you down. Because if they're trying to bring you down, they're already below you. Yeah. And there it is. Yeah. That might be, that's a good way to put it. If they're trying to bring you down, then they're already below you. Yeah, that's a good quote, Nick. <laughs> that, that, might be one of the, <laughs> that might be one of the best original quotes I've ever heard in this podcast mm-hmm. because it not only does it speak to like basically the same fact we were talking about where this when it comes to disregarding people, other people's opinions about you that, you know, maybe it's like with somebody you're going to see once in your life, like, Oh my God, if I do this, that girl at the bar is going to think I'm weird. Yeah. It's the only time you're ever going to see her in your life. So yeah, I'll say, unless it's completely and utterly wacky, do you think she's going to remember you a couple days later? Unless somewhere it's like you go jump up on the bar, start playing some Gaelic storm and start Irish dancing all over the bar. However, that is something I probably would do. But then, Hey, at least she will remember you. Yeah. You're trying to, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. At least you will remember you as the fun guy. Of course, you're going to have some wacky story attached, but you're going to be the fun guy. So, yeah, I mean, if this kind of has, if this podcast really shows anything, it's just from, from what you guys are talking about, again, having confidence in yourself, doing the things that end up making you happy. And even if other people are going to be like, oh my God, it, we don't like this. So, just so, like because it. you guys, yeah, because you guys like it. Again, you guys basically created the opportunity for yourselves to be a band, to do something like this and to put yourself out there. You guys created that opportunity for yourselves. Not many bands can say they completely created the opportunity especially by creating kind of like an old, like your own live music venue in a garage. Yeah. <laughs> sounds about right. Yeah. Sounds about right. That's going to be something that's really going to end up taking you guys far. And really when it comes down to when it comes to booking shows, when it comes to creating different live shows and when it comes to really creating an energy behind them that matches up with the energy of your music, you guys kind of have that experience because you guys had to start out by doing that right away. You guys couldn't really just like, you guys kind of had to figure it out on the fly, kind of trial by fire in a way. But when yeah. it comes to taking your guys' music and taking your live act to other places around the world and around the United States, you're going to end up seeing that 
you guys have this natural confidence up on stage, this natural charisma, this natural comfortability that people are going to end up recognizing. People are going to end up getting behind because when you're comfortable on stage, you start doing some fun stuff. You start letting loose. You start being real confident and you start just enjoying. And that sort of energy translates to the fans. And as a fan, being in plenty of concerts, being in that pit as many times as possible, we can feel it. And if you're going to give the energy to us, guess what? We're going to go crazy and we're going to give the energy right back to you. And there's going to be this massive feeding frenzy to the point where if you guys have some super heavy like metalcore song, there's going to be a crazy mosh pit. People's bodies are going to be flying everywhere. People are going to start bleeding. And then you're going to see all of a sudden some guy in a mosh pit that's like bleeding is going to have his thumbs up and be like, I'm good. And that'll be me. <laughs> oh, I miss it. I miss it. Yeah. I can't wait. That's yeah. why we do it. That's yeah. why we do it. Together. You do it to see people like me bleed in the pit and be like, we're good, man. Yep. yep. Give your heart and soul out there, just like we do. That is the – and especially after 2020, that's one thing we realize when it comes to live shows. Leave your heart and soul out there because you never know what live show might be your last. So why not leave it all there? So, guys, as we bring this podcast to a close, one thing I always like to do is give you guys as a band – a chance to say whatever you want to say, plug whatever you want to plug. Honestly, whatever you want to say right now, guys, the floor is yours. Dakota. Ah, okay. Shout out MVK Music Group. Yeah, we're really excited to be part of them. We just got signed to that. And, uh, that's uh, that's all part of our big plan to take things to the next level. So keep your ears out for Owls and Aliens. We have a single coming out on August 13th, Friday the 13th. We're gonna have a music video that's out for that. We shot that music video right here in Klamath Falls, our hometown, at our skate park, which is actually kind of a historical skate park, with uh, Scotty Fisher. Shout out to Scotty from Portland, Oregon. He came down here and did that whole music video with us. Sleeper Studios. Yeah, shout out Sleeper Studios. Sleeper Studios. And uh, honestly, you know, just be yourself. Don't worry about what other people have to say for you, as long as what you're doing isn't harming yourself or others. Um, yourself that's what i have to say hi mom <laughs> we love you mom we love all the moms. rock and roll rock and roll awesome. and one more time the name of that single is going to be you can't save everyone august 13th yeah and if you guys forget the name of the single if you look at the youtube video there's gonna be a big giant thing in the bottom that says you can't save everyone out august 13th 2021 so you guys are not missing it and that's the first time anyone has ended this podcast by saying hi mom so I gotta <laughs> get man Honestly, you're just on point right now, Nick. There's a bunch of like some of the best quotes I've heard, some of the best moments from this podcast. Like all of a sudden, hi mom. Never heard that ever said before in this podcast. So that is fucking awesome. So I always end these podcasts with three things. And I'm gonna keep these three things rolling. So, number one, when it comes to owls and aliens, when it comes to finding them online, connecting their social media, making sure that when they're playing live shows, you guys know about them, can connect with them, and also stream their music, watch your music videos. I'm gonna make sure you guys are able to do that by making sure every link I can find possible to get you connected with the band is in the description of the podcast. You'll see find owls and aliens online. Everything will be there. There's socials, YouTube, where you can stream their music. And of course, MVK music, because love those guys. We got to put them in there as well. So make sure you check that out. Second thing. Now guys, whenever I'm a band in the podcast that I absolutely enjoy having on the podcast, I like to make them a promise. This has happened to every single band I have had on the podcast to date. And you guys have not broken this trend. So thank you for that. So the promise I make to you is this. It is not an if. 
It is a when. I get to see you guys perform live for the first time. The promise is first round's on me. Oh, man. Yes. What a man. What a man. What a man. So, what? Totally. Oh, God. Totally fine with me. I'm honestly, after a show, I'm usually just like, okay, whatever the fuck, whatever the fuck you guys want to drink, let's do it. So, yeah, that'll definitely happen. So, definitely remember that promise, guys, because I sure as hell will. And as we close this podcast, in all good conscience, I cannot end this podcast with goodbye because I want to keep tabs with you guys, keep up with your music. And of course, I got to make good of my promise. So, saying goodbye is way too final. We got to end it with this. See you later. See you later. later, bud. See you later. Ooh, well, well, folks, this is my interview with the guys from Owls and Aliens. Again, remember to follow them on all their socials. Remember to check them out. Their new single, You Can't Save Everyone, comes out on Friday the 13th of August, I might add. So go make sure you check that out as well. And, I mean, this was so much fun. If you guys aren't motivated in order to just focus on, like, what makes you happy and really go after that and have the self-confidence to do it, we laid out the blueprint for you. Now he's got to follow the Nike slogan. Just do it. I want to thank Brian from MVK Music for helping connect with this band as well. I love working with you, man. Let's keep this rolling. Let's keep this up. Maybe we could become ambassadors for the Maverick Apparel line that you guys got going for you. Yeah, we're talking to you this after this episode. I'm, I'm talking to you right after this episode. I know we're, we kind of came up with the idea, but we're definitely going to make this happen. Also, again, thank you to Phoenix Fitness for supporting this video as a sponsor. Again, link for the stuff in the description below. Use the code MSOT. You get 50% off your entire order. Not 50, 15. I wish it was 50. Now that'd be sweet, but it's 15. But on that note, that's going to be for me, guys. Thank you for watching and listening to the Code Progression Podcast. Part 2 the City Rocks are rocking and thrive. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I end every single one of the big, healthy, and hearty. See? Yeah!